Hey there, happy Friday. This episode is not what I had written down to do. As I came down to my home studio in my basement and I sat down, I decided to do something different. And it's because this was really top of mind this week. And it's about really sharing what I'm learning about how to find vulnerability using my voice, that I found a lack of vulnerability in my voice and how I'm working on that and how I'm a work in progress. And I want you to know that it's okay to be that way. And it's okay to share that. And we're, we're just navigating this world, trying to be our best selves. And being vulnerable is just being real. Just being real. And when you find that power to be vulnerable, then you are empowered. Because isn't it freeing when you think about it? That if you went through the world, not giving a shit what other people thought, just wanting to share your message and forget how they're judging you, just like doesn't matter if they judge you. They're not living your life. And if you're just trying to do good in the world and you're not trying to hurt anybody, then it doesn't matter what people think about you. Because you should know in your heart of hearts that you're just doing your best and you're coming from a place of realness and that's enough. And I'm learning that. I'm learning that. I'm learning to be okay if people don't like me because not everybody is going to like me. So I shouldn't hold back. And I'm learning that through how I'm using my voice. So if you'd like to know more about that, then this episode is all about that. And if you like these episodes, please leave a review. I don't stress this enough, but reviews really help people find my podcast. So leave a review on whatever platform you're watching or listening to, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, or whatever all the things are. Leave a review. It's helpful. And then I know, too, whether I should do more of these or do less of them. Yeah. So I don't, I don't need you to shower me with compliments. But I really want to know what you like and what you don't like, because I will do more of those topics. Because when you tell me that, I, I know better. And I want to give content that is helpful. So you keep coming back. So listen into this one and let me know what you think. 
Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. Today's episode came to me. I like to do these episodes that are things that are happening in my life that I believe are relatable. So today I'm Still not sure what the title is going to be. I'll figure it out. But it's a combination of, number one, my latest obsession, what I'm doing in terms of training. I'm doing a training program. And an aha that I had related to the two former. So where to start? I just jotted down some thoughts, honestly, and they're not like in any order. And I I just thought all I'll do is just push record and start to talk. So let's start with my training program that I'm taking. And I'm in week, I think, 10. It's a voice coaching program. And it is interesting that I'm doing a voice coaching program three and a half years into my podcast. You think it'd be something I would have started sooner. And the reason I signed up for it is because the person who is giving me the coaching is somebody who came very highly recommended. And I've gotten to know her. She and I were actually in a coaching mentorship about almost four years ago. So I've known her for quite some time, but I've never hired her. And when she came recommended, it wasn't just she's great. It was the power of what she teaches. I've had her on my podcast. In fact, I should link up to that episode. It's been quite some time since I had her on. But it is about the things you don't realize subconsciously that come through in your voice. So I've talked before on my podcast about how we have these limiting beliefs and they aren't serving us and they hold us back and they're going on in our subconscious and we don't even realize it like tapes that are playing. Well, it, those limiting beliefs that, are not serving you are coming through in your voice when you talk. So the limiting beliefs and the inner critic, 
that voice in your head is actually coming out in the way you use your words. So it's really fascinating when you start to get training on your voice. And I'm not talking singing voice. This is just my talking voice. <laughs> when you get start to learn about the little things that you don't even notice until they're, they get pointed out that you're doing. And then she starts asking questions. Well, what were you thinking when you said that? And it is fascinating stuff. So I've learned so much in the two and a half months I've been working with her. And we still have a little bit to go. I'm very excited about the time we've had together and and the stuff that I've learned and that I'm continuing to learn. But one of the things that has been the biggest aha for me, the biggest breakthrough for me is that the one thing that I've learned about in the past six to eight months that holds me back the most, my biggest limiting belief that's tied to my high need to feel valued. And I talked about these three human needs and usually one of them is more present than the others. And I talked about that in a, not, an episode not too long ago. I'll link up to that too, because I think that's an important one to know. So there's a little background on my breakthroughs that I've had this year on that, that I won't go into here. But the the primary problem limiting belief uh, need that I have that I'm aware of, and that's, we, we have these these things. We all have these things. We're humans. And that's what the human, how the human mind works. So the challenge is identifying them and then being conscious of them. And only then can you start to work on them. So awareness is key. So I'm aware now of this. And so that's why this voice coaching is at the perfect time, because it's like, I'm aware of this. How is it showing up in my voice? So the aha has been how that need that I have to want to feel valued comes through in my voice. Not only how I'm using my voice, but the words I'm choosing and how fast I'm speaking, filler words, so many things are rooted in that human need. So I identified four things. So this is just something that I think if you are doing the work to identify, okay, what's holding me back? What are my limiting beliefs? What's, you know, maybe you listen to these past episodes. What's my human need that I, that resonates with me the most that I think might be the thing that makes me do the things that I really don't want to do, or I'm not taking action because of that, or I'm taking the wrong action be because of that. Start to really pay attention to this and then start to think about, especially if feeling valued is one of yours. So one of the things I do with my voice 
is that my voice, because I'm thinking about how I'm being perceived instead of the message that I'm presenting, I'm more worried about how are you perceiving me, then I tend to not have the inflection in my voice. My voice becomes more monotone and less feeling. And so certain words I don't express with feeling because I'm not focused on the message, the story of my message. I'm focused on what is she thinking about what I'm saying? And you you can understand why your voice would be different, right? You're just getting through the experience as best you can. And so that's one. Number two, I have four of them. The speed, trying to rush through something and get it done, like check it off the list. Again, that goes back to being worried more about the perception than the message. And if you really want people to listen to you, the message is more important. They're going to pay more attention if the words are expressed in a way that has feeling. And as my voice coach says, makes you want to lean in more. But when I'm rushing through, it's just there is a sense your subconscious is picking up on it, even though if you're not consciously even aware that I'm rushing through or I'm doing these things. And I have a good example of somebody I listened to recently and I didn't lean in. In fact, I didn't want to listen again. So it's it's a really good example. Okay, so number three was, oh, worried about finding the right word. When you're worried about finding the right word, because again, you're worried about how you're being perceived, then you tend to use filler words. You just don't want silence. That's another thing. But it, it not wanting silence and using filler words are kind of the same thing. It's using um, it's using like. I actually had somebody in a training class. She emailed me after my free training and she said, you use like too much. That was a sign I needed voice coach, right? Uh, and some people might feel horrible when somebody says and sends an email like that. But I like to take it as constructive criticism. I'm like, good. Now I know that. She said it. A lot of people might have thought it and didn't say it, but at least she said it. Uh, so a lot of people are just nice and they don't send emails like that. They just move on and don't listen again. Uh, they move on. So yeah, finding the right words or or being worried about finding the right words and using filler words, not being okay with pauses, with the silence between sentences. And it's okay to pause. What she tells us in the coaching sessions is the words will come. If you're really focused on who you're talking to and the message you have that knowing inside. It's like I tell my students when 
I ask a question and they say, I don't know. I say, you do know. So I'll either ask them another question or I'll say, what if you did know? And it's just that I know they know. So it's the same thing with the words you choose when you're conveying a story or a point you're trying to make or you're giving tips or suggestions. When you try to rush through it and you use filler words, first of all, the message gets watered down and you're not trusting yourself that you have the knowing and the words will come. And that's another reason why scripting, she's not a big fan of scripting because when you script something, a lot of people just end up reading and they're not putting the feeling in the words when they're reading. You almost have to be a good actress to do that. Like somebody who reads an audible book for a living, a voice actor, or what do they call it? A, a, I know there's awards for those things because I had somebody on my podcast and she had won an, I think it's called an Audi for an audiobook. So there are these little signs and some of them are so unnoticed, of, certainly by me unnoticed and unnoticed by you, the listener, yet your subconscious is picking up on it. And so your subconscious is either tuned in or tuned out based on how someone uses our voice. Isn't that crazy? So that's why we only have seven seconds. When we start to say something, somebody either tunes in and makes the decision subconsciously that they like you or that they don't like you and then moves on to somebody else. And then the fourth thing that I do, which ties back to my feeling like I want to be valued is over explaining. I over explain. And then the other thing, and this is a part of over explaining, I don't do a good wrap up at the end. I keep thinking of more things to say at the end. And it's like, it's not good enough, right? It, it's like, I need to make it better. Kind of like finding the right words. Well, I'm not done yet because I still have to find more words. Even if those words aren't helpful to what I've talked about. And it's, there's a time to end things and don't elongate it. So that's the fourth thing. So speaking without the, um, the inflection and vocal variety, she calls it. It's like, think of your voice as an instrument that has different notes. And so using the this different inflection in the way you speak and and the feeling of the words, like your vo you have an orchestra, your voice is an orchestra and use it in speaking. It's just like singing, singing different notes and use it in your voice. So yeah, so the vocal variety was number one and having more of a monotone. Number two was rushing to finish. And three was uh, worried about having the right words and using filler words. And then four was over explaining. And wh what she says with over explaining is you have to learn to bottom line it. So you just end something, just one sentence, it's over. So those are the things that I'm working on with my voice. So the example that I thought was really good to use when I, 
I have a couple of people that I listen to, or I'll just use this example. One I listen to all the time because I love her, Mel Robbins. And then one I listened to this past week, and I'm not going to listen to her again, probably because I didn't like the way she, she was talking. And I realized it's my, my subconscious. And it's only because she, the voice coach brought it up in our in our session this week. And she said, you probably noticed somebody that you don't like, that you have heard. And you're like, immediately you get this like, you don't connect. I was like, oh my gosh, that happened to me today. <laughs> that day of the call, I, I was like, that happened to me. I listened to a podcast and I didn't like her. I didn't, I mean, I, I, I liked who she was interviewing and I thought it was, I learned something from it, but I just didn't like her voice. It was her voice. And I love Mel Robbins. Then I started thinking about from the context of what I'm learning in my voice training, how are they using their voice differently? Well, Mel has a lot of vocal variety. Mel always picks the best words, doesn't use filler words. She always has the right words. She gets straight to the point. She doesn't talk on forever trying to sum things up very uh, bullet point oriented in the way she presents something. And the other person, and I'm not going to name her name just because I want to be fair to her because you might connect with her. But what I realized with her is her voice is very monotone. She didn't have a lot of vocal variety and her, and this is something that I need to take and learn from is that her podcast was more conversational, like two people having a conversation, less tip oriented, less bullet point oriented, less educational, I guess you will. Uh, I noticed a lot of filler words, which I was surprised because she's written many books and she is very famous. Yeah. And so I, was really, I wouldn't have picked that up if I hadn't had my voice coaching that evening. So it was really informative because I realized that she makes a lot of the same mistakes I'm making with my voice. And then I had a real aha. And it was because when something doesn't, dive or when you're when somebody doesn't resonate with you or when you're kind of repelled by somebody what i've always been told is or not always but since i've been paying attention to what goes on in the human mind what i now know to be true is that when you're repelled by somebody it's usually a mirror of something that's going on with you so now, when I get repelled by somebody or somebody turns me off for some reason, I go straight to being inquisitive, the investigator. So what is it that's maybe in me that I'm is mir being mirrored back to me 
that this person is doing. And, and so I realized, oh my gosh, she's using her voice like me. And one of the things that I love about Mel Robbins that I realized this person wasn't doing is being vulnerable. Mel is so vulnerable and she says things sometimes and I'm like, what? Did she just say that? Is she really going to want people to know that? She is so, this is me. She is so down to earth and authentic and I love it so much. It makes me love her so much more like I could be her best friend. And then I realize that this other person isn't vulnerable. And she even said on this episode that she she something came up in her head and she goes, well, I can't share that. That's too personal. And all my millions of, of listeners, they can't, I, I can't tell them that. <laughs> and I, I thought, oh my gosh, Mel would so say that. She, whatever was on her mind, she'd blurt it out. And I realized she's holding back. She is not being completely vulnerable. And when you're more vulnerable, you're that's who you are. You're your most authentic self. And so like huge aha moment. I'm not being vulnerable enough. I'm not showing my true authentic self in in those instances. And all of this has been from this voice coaching and learning about my voice, which people don't realize, have no idea how important it is in in using your voice. If and in your job, I there's somebody that I work with and the way she uses her voice it, it, there, there's something subconsciously going on with her. So now I'm paying attention to all this stuff, right? So the one thing, the new obsession that I have, and again, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it goes back to vulnerability. And if you think about the value of, or the the need of needing to feel valued, Right. So if I have a high need for feeling valued, then I'm going to hide, right? I'm going to be like, oh, I, I can't show them who I really am, or I can't say that. That's too vulnerable. They might not like me then. That's like really scary for somebody who has a high need to feel valued and feel liked. So yeah, I'm a work in progress. But the fact that I'm aware of this and realizing it, and if you have that high need, hopefully this helps you. But the obsession also ties into vulnerability. So my new obsession is, if you know me, you know I love Survivor, love Amazing Race, love these competition reality shows, Big Brother's about to start. It's just, to me, I'm so fascinated with what makes people tick and the social dynamic of the situations these people get put in. So I was flipping channels the other night and I came upon Naked and Afraid. And I, I've known about this show. I've like seen it, just, you know, breezed by it and watched it for three minutes 
But for some reason, I decide to watch an entire show. And let me tell you, I, I am now like, whenever it's on, I even recorded it this past week. But it's kind of Survivor, but times 10. And you're naked. <laughs> and so what made me think about this as I'm talking about my voice coaching and what I'm learning about myself and how I'm my voice, things show in my voice, and it all ties back to holding back on being vulnerable. I thought, that's interesting that I'm so fascinated with this show because how can you be, nobody, nobody is more vulnerable than somebody who gets put out in the middle of nowhere naked with nothing but maybe a machete or a pot to boil water in. I think they get to pick what they want or a bow and arrow. So you are out there vulnerable as hell. And many of them are starving to death because they can't find food or, uh, you know, they, the weather, they get stuck in where the temperature might be really hot during the day, but then it goes to, I mean, some of these people are in 40 degree weather. And then that's when hypothermia can set in. I don't know how they do it. They sleep really close to the fire, but then it rains and the fire goes out and it's like, holy crap, <laughs> this is pretty crazy. So it's the social dynamics and it's the being vulnerable. So of course, I'm very fascinated with it. I would never want to be naked, number one. I don't, I'm not comfortable with being naked anywhere, let alone on TV with somebody I don't know in the wilderness. <laughs> Can you imagine walking barefoot across, uh, well, there was one show where it was hot sand. Another one, they're going through the forest. It's like, you don't know what you're going to step on. So that is my latest obsession, but it ties back because these people are in the most vulnerable spot. So there's something inside of me that is desiring vulnerability, but I wouldn't be on that TV show, just so you know. I'm not applying. I would apply. I've never applied. I would apply to the other shows, Amazing Race, Survivor, uh, and Big Brother. And the only thing that would hold me back is because you have no control over how they edit something. And I would not want to take the risk of coming out like a really super bad person. Yeah. <laughs> Again, see, am I worried about what people think? Sounds like it. Hmm? Yeah. So definitely a work in progress. But I thought this was interesting uh, about how the voice, your voice and how you use your voice subconsciously is affected by the thoughts that you think. And not only how you use your voice 
is controlled by your subconscious. We are making decisions about who we listen to based subconsciously on how they're using their voice. So it's not even necessarily the words that we're using. It's how we're using the words and how we're feeling the words and expressing the words. And isn't that interesting? When I am so dang worried about what words I'm using, and it's not so much that, it's like how I'm using them. That's more important. So with that, I'll bottom line it and say, how are you using your voice? And during this episode, is there something that you picked up on that you might recognize you're doing in the use of your voice? So I will link to Tracy's episode and she's my voice coach. And I will link to the the human needs one because if you missed that, that's a good one. And you'll understand more about what I'm talking about without me having to go into it. So have a good one. Have a good weekend. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.